There's the. Got I it. like that. I like that we record that. I think pretty consistently, most of our episodes start in the middle of a sentence and yeah. <laughs> of us saying, let's get recorded. And I like that because I think it could be a thing. It's a part of our shtick. It's a, <laughs> it just shows how authentic we are. Hit record. Start. All right. Well, here's what we were riffing on right before we hit record just to get people ramped into this, yeah. right? Thrown into this is sort of the theme. And this is definitely something I, I'm stealing right from Jeff Wilmore from last episode, but mm. um is less certainty, more inquiry. And uh, it came up, for, it comes up for me and specifically around this thing, uh, I was uh, around keeping current matters, you know, sort of the real estate blog, uh, authority blog. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know why I put quotes in there. They really are real estate authority blog. It's, it's you not. can air quote something that's actually what it's called. Okay. It is what it is really what it is. I mean, and you know, and they do a good job and God bless them. I don't, I don't, I, I don't, fault them particularly other than they it's it's adding to the environment this demand for certainty like every post every video i mean i you know i subscribe and you know they want you to copy and paste their blog post it makes you know to create your own authority and that's their jam and it's fine, except every fucking post is about how the housing market's not going to collapse and people shouldn't be scared of the recession and it's still a good time to buy. And the last six recessions, housing went, prices went up five of the last six. And and it's all data driven and none of it's like, I don't think they're blowing smoke. I don't think they're just pulling shit out of the air. I, I don't have a problem with that, but like, I don't think they're lying, hmm. you know, um, yeah. but they're lying because you don't know the future. You don't mm. know if the you don't know what's going to happen. Mm. Why are realtors being put in a position mm. to mm. predict the future and with certainty with people? Why are why would a realtor? Why would any you know? Uh, this is a real estate marketing help company, right? They're helping me with my marketing. Why would they promote or provide me with material that put me in a position of being certain about the future? And I get that authority and certainty sort of go together, but that's a problem because authority and certainty don't really go together. Mm. Authority and the the willingness to be uncertain mm. Mm. and stand flat footed in the uncertainty that life is, is what builds authority because the future is unknowable. Yeah, I'm not going to be the idiot that promotes now's the best time to buy. I don't know you. I don't know what you're dealing with. I don't know what's happening in your world that I would say to you, "Wow, this is the best time to buy." And this isn't the the housing market's not going to collapse. I mean, it might not collapse. It you know, and there's certainly it's you know the indicators are different than the last collapse and. There's facts about that, that housing prices did go up five of the last six recessions and good and all that's well and good. But my God. To, I think, to, you know, it's really interesting. I have so many things coming up for me in yeah, this conversation ahead. already because um, and, and one of the those things is the the polarization, the, the polarity, the, the binary thinking that, yes. you know, collapse, not collapse. Like, right. you know, there's there's so much in between you know, like, what do we mean by that even? Right. And, and it just, it's a, it's a headline, it's a hook, it's clickbait, it's, it's, it's drama. It's, it's, and it plays on 
the it, so what it feels like it does is it devolves the conversation to a sales conversation because what I'm trying to do is motivate you to take action and not actually have an intelligent conversation with you. Totally. And 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 I don't know how that provides me with authority. Right. You know, I don't know how that yeah. you know, I mean I get look, I obviously as human beings we're fear-driven creatures. So mm-hmm. I get why clickbait works and I get that that would be, you know, I, I, one of my most effective lead generation tools is the seven deadly mistakes home sellers make. Mm -hmm. So I'm not above, you know, playing on the fear clickbait. Uh, It's just the relentless nature of demanding certainty and the number of realtors, you know, date the rate, marry the house, you know, just the spewing mm-hmm. of the, mm-hmm. of the company line yeah. of there yeah. being a company line, where as a, where there could be a company line that went, I don't know, mm. let's look mm. at your situation. What if that were the company line in real estate? What if, what if KCM and Tom Ferry and whoever else, and I think Tom Ferry does a way better job at this than most is, the company line was, I don't know. Let's look at your situation. Mm-hmm. I got your back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what we were. That's, that's who we were for people. Not people say, is the market collapsing? And the answer is, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Let's look. Mm. I got your back. Why are you asking? Yeah. Right. Right. And now that was who we were. Yeah. Yeah. And then a big space for inquiry with people. Yeah. And I think it, I'm a little charged about it. I noticed I'm a little charged about it. Um, <laughs> I dig it. I like, I dig that lightning. about you. <laughs> the lightning right, is because I, I really, I really just fucking hate it. I just yeah. hate it. I hate the, 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 yeah. I, I hate the, it's not collapsing as much as the idiots on TV saying it is collapsing. You know, I was watching, uh, what's his name? Kiyosaki. Um, you know, on some YouTube clip and I don't, or Instagram clip. And I don't know how old it is. It could be, it could be from the, before the last collapse. Cause you know, again, everyone is just out to get likes and views and whatever, you know, when he's talking about the recession is, is going to be enormous. Uh, okay. Right. It might be, it could Maybe. be. But to but, your point, like the future is unknowable. Yeah. It's unknowable. And there's no, um, and not only is it unknowable, but then, it's yeah. complex. Yeah, right, right. Uh-huh. You know, it's even, it, it's yeah. not even yeah. if you yeah. knew the future because you don't and you can't. And so forget about it. But when we get there, mm-hmm. right, or we're there now in some levels, right? We are where we were, where we wanted to be five years ago. And here we are. It's complex. Yeah. Even if I knew what the housing market was going to do, it wouldn't give me an answer for you because I don't know anything about you yet. So, yeah, it reminds me me of um, the distinction from Landmark. I feel like we bring that up a lot just because it was so instrumental in in my life. But the distinction of a a probable, almost certain future that there is a there is a way something can unfold. Um when we stay in the patterns we stay in. And one of the patterns I think you're exposing and pointing to is this 
this unwillingness to think for ourselves that what we're fed and what we what we rely on is someone smarter than us to tell us as agents what is the industry going to do and i'll just go take that to my i'll sell that as hard as i can to my client oh yeah it's not going to tank oh yeah it's going to tank hard and now we have this battle of stories it's a story war between one perspective over the other and so the probable almost certain future behind this thing is is that society will continue to play to polarity will continue to click on the clickbait will continue to not think for ourselves and 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 then and then hope that someone more certain than us saves us from the things we don't know or care to investigate totally and then we're left with our then and then our position to our clients is one of where the, we are, we've positioned ourselves as certain. And so the house doesn't sell for what we promised it would sell for because we were certain it could get this amount. Yep. And we haven't conditioned the client for, okay, right. here's our best guess as to where we're going to list. And yep. I would, I, I think all indicators point that, that this could be the case, but what's your bottom line? At what point do you pull yep. it and not sell it? And because all those things could happen, we don't know what the neighbor's house is going to. It, who's selling around the corner from you tomorrow. We don't know anything about any, yeah. all the multivariables. And if we haven't positioned ourselves as thinkers and we haven't empowered our clients to think, yep. we're, we're fucked. I mean, yep. it's just, what's the point? You know, that's yep. a huge part of the dissatisfaction with our industry. Right. That we haven't really. Right. You know, that's right. My, that's right. Okay. What the, are you going to say? Well, just the fiduciary piece of this is, um, the, I, I love, I learned that script. There was a script when I was brand new in real estate. Um, David Scott actually was the guy who taught it. It was a scripts and dialogues class. And he was talking just about fiduciary versus functionary. In fact, Gary put it in millionaire real estate agent, like that a, a fiduciary is irreplaceable and a functionary is replaceable. And I think what the industry is made up of is a, a, a disproportionate amount of functionary agents oh. who could be replaced by any other agent. Why? Because they don't think for themselves. And what they do is they take the headlines and then regurgitate that to the client. What makes a client feel safe, what, what instills confidence in a client is that you, that you show your work, that you, that yep. you can oh. show them how you got to your answer. But when you can't show them how you got to your answer, because you don't know how you got to your answer, because you read it somewhere from Kiyosaki or, or somebody else, then then it does not instill confidence in the client, and this is why there's a bad taste in the in the in the consumer's mouth for real estate. Yeah, I do think the the that's a great distinction. I never heard that the different you know fiduciary to functionary, and I mean that for sure is the uh, um, oh god, this is my favorite word. Oh yeah, disintermediation. Mm. Um, love that word. Uh, you know that we're allowing to happen because there's a because you know we're it's a race to the bottom for for price because we can be replaced by an app, an app can give that answer yep you know yep. an app can give zillow can give his estimate mm-hmm. and doesn't have to show its work it just <laughs> right. gives his estimate <laughs> yeah you know it doesn't show its work and it doesn't have any repercussions if it's wrong mm. Mm-hmm. It's just right. fancy and it's, you know, the cheapest possible solution free. It's there. No, mm-hmm. no effort, no thinking required. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I have a fiduciary manage my, you know, my finances. And yeah, yeah. if the market goes down, I don't yell at her. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I'm not like, how, how could you have been wrong? I'm like, 
you know, we have a conversation for, we look that over time, the, you know, mutual funds are the da da da, and here's the expected return and there'll be ups and there'll be downs. And, you know, the problem is obviously you can't dollar cost average selling a house. You're only doing it once at one specific time and you have, you know, and you're organized to sell it. So different conversation, but the principle is the same, right? you know? So, and then I think if we, if we get off the, particular track of you know tank not tank housing market not housing market and just look at the abstraction certainty versus inquiry mm. mm-hmm. i i think there's just a world in that that really this podcast and and our work together chris stands on is um you know i was struck with the conversation from jeff with jeff last week we don't know what list, what, what leverage legacy and leadership looks like. We, we don't have an answer for how one goes about doing that, that this entire mm-hmm. experiment, I think you like to call it is yeah. an inquiry is let's see, mm-hmm. you know, and um, yeah, you know, let's see what shows up. Yeah. In the yeah. inquiry and the ability, the willingness and the ability and the capacity to stand in the uncertainty and allow something new to arise mm-hmm. is something we get very little training in. No, uh, certainly as I mean, realtors get no training in anything, frankly, but yeah. just even as human beings, you know, the entire education system is designed to create test for certainty. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. there's just, just where. A- Go ahead. Go ahead no, no, I, I was waiting for you. I, I just, I, there's, to me, that how that shows up is certainty in uncertainty. Like, that's how I'll describe that because it, like, like you said, it would take something to be able and willing to stand in the inquiry. Yeah. And in other words, like, I am, I am so certain about thinking about it. I'm so certain in wanting to in that it's not binary it's not one way or the other i'm certain that there's more here if we inquire so there there's i'm certain in the uncertainty and and at some level that's that's i think it's important because it's distinct from um the sky is falling and i'm scared and i'm anxious in the uncertainty and so i can't stand and hold space for the inquiry i'm too i'm too triggered by the unknown and this is what leadership, it means does come back to our, our L's because to me, if you're going to lead change, which is what this experiment is about is so. how do you use your business as the staging point for the social impact you want to make? And, and you don't know how that's going to go, but you, but, but in order for you to take that first step and to move down that path of the unknown, you better be damn certain that this is what your life is for. And that's a really interesting paradox because you're being very certain about what you're not certain about. Yeah, you're very certain about the one way to look at it is you're very certain about the um ex the commitment and intention and intention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uncertain about the execution, the path, the, yeah, the what fruit, it looks like, it the end yeah. result, all the stuff that you don't and and the um yeah, I mean that's you know, but you but can you be can you stand in a certain intention? Yeah. Certainty around an intention. Yeah. Staying true. Yeah. You know, living true to an intention. You know, people have agency, people experience agency in their life, true to yeah. that intention. Right. And willing to 
have everything else show up around it and filter through that certainty is, you know, yeah, uh, that's right. That's the game here. I think that's what we're building, you know? Yeah. And it's, yeah. Well, that's, that's why. (laughs) That was good. That was very good. I hope everyone listening got that. That's very, very good. The way we did that. Mm -hmm. We practiced that for hours that talking over each other. Yeah. Oh, it was so well executed. Um, very first date. Um, uh, you know, I, I don't know if this is a good metaphor or not. So let's just hang, just check it out for a minute. But like a marriage mm-hmm. is, you know, we're committed mm. to an outcome, you know, mm. till death do us part, mm. you know, better, worse, sickness, health. Yeah. You know, it's a commitment, promise, you know, and then. Mm. I don't, everything else, right? I, it's funny, you know, and I just look at it now, maybe it's my marriage and it's a particularly, you know, good marriage, or it's certainly is, a, it's only the only marriage I'm planning on having is um, because I'm so certain of that intention. Mm. Mm-hmm. It makes the standing and the rest of the uncertainty not even a thing. Like, I don't, I don't like, mm-hmm. I don't have anything going on about the rest of it. I don't have anything going on about, yeah, you know, what happens tomorrow. It's like, because I've got yeah. that commitment. Um, I'm just wondering if that's, if it's, if that's a function of the strength of the commitment and my willingness to keep that commitment alive. I'm wondering if that's a, there's a, I'm wondering if there's a connection there, like a mechanism, like that's how that yeah. works. Or is it just, I happen to really be in love with my wife and it's not a useful metaphor for anything else. Well, I think there's a, I, I like the metaphor because I think that there, um, there was a time you met your wife and, and it felt a particular way. Um, and you, you had a whole vision of what, this was and a whole world that this made you feel. And you're like, I'm willing to commit to this. Like I want this in my life. And so you made that choice. I think similarly, if you are looking at something like your life's work, mm-hmm. you go, this is what my life is for. In my, in my professional world, this is what I'm up to. And it would require, it would require you to, I, I see a lot of people set goals that are not set from, the place you married your wife from, you know what I mean? Like they set goals as speculation. They set goals yeah, as a too. cultural pressure to hit a GCI number because that's what everybody else does. And if you're anybody, then you should at least hit this number. And if you're not, then you're nobody. And so there are a lot of people making marriage marriage type commitments to business and, and real estate, but don't really get the world of who it, who they, what it is for them. It's really good, Chris. That's, that's first of all, commitments is speculation right yeah well let's see yeah is i think that's really a really powerful thing to begin to think about like what's the you know the the, yeah commitment uh, the commitment is speculation and and that's one thing and then there's the commitment as a, a a response to a societal or business 
pressure of you supposed to have that as a goal. Right. Right. Which is different than the speculative one. Um, yeah. But both are a different quality of the, the thing that the marriage of my wife embodies or the, the mechanism there is that wasn't something I made, I, 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 I share this relatively frequently, but I remember sitting in the truck the morning after we were in her father's pickup truck. And so we got out of the hotel. We were going to go over to his house. This is the morning after we got married and we're going over to his house for the brunch. And I remember looking over at my wife and I thought, Oh, that is the woman I'm going to be with forever. Hmm. And then I thought, or, or, or maybe not. I mean, mm. maybe not. We, maybe not. Mm. You know, we don't really know. And then I, so mm. what's different this morning from yesterday? What happened? What the only thing that happened really was that we said something. The only thing different really between yesterday and this morning is we said something last night. Mm-hmm. Something was said. And if that thing is that if, if what was said is not honored, like mm. honored, like, mm. you know, the way you honor anything, you know, you really honor something by taking care of it, by nurturing it, by yep. shining it up, keeping it clean, making sure that it's alive, you know, like you honor, you bring honor to it. Yeah. If we don't honor it, then what's said turns into, you know, one like one of those speculative goal commitments, like it's a goal commitment, like, yeah, yeah, let's go for it. That would be cool if we were together forever. Versus we said, so I think there's, um, there's for sure a methodology in keeping a commitment like that alive, like the honoring of something, you know, the speaking of something, the tending to something, the, yeah. the nurturing of something. Yeah. Right. And I think a lot of what, uh, you know, where I struggle, and I think that is in fact, what gives me the flatted footedness about the future with us, you know, me and her. Um, is that, you know, it's now 25 years of honoring that and, um, you know, it, there's, there's just a, a, well, there's a, a foundation of something there's, you know, there's that now there's, uh, I don't know if there's a certainty, yeah. you know, but there's certainly a history. Yeah. And, uh, mm. I think it's an interesting phenomenon. Like what would it be to, you know, inside this conversation as a mechanism or, as, I don't know, strat- I don't like the word strategy, but, uh, uh, you know, as a methodology, uh, you know, that whatever it is that we commit to the, you know, that social change you want to make in the world. I, I just noticed that for me, mine has a speculative goal. Uh-huh. Mine has, a, for me, a quality of, yeah, that would be great if people had agency. <laughs> you know, right on. Let's, I'll play around with that. You yeah. know, uh, yeah. I'd, I'd like that. I'm in favor of that. Um, but I'm not going to, or haven't yet married it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Right. Right. Interesting. I think it's okay to, and I, there's a part of courting. For sure. Yeah. Did you say courting? Yeah. There's a part of, there's a part of courting your vision, courting, courting the thing your life is for. But I think if you don't, I think if you don't approach it 
with that intent. I think that was what, you know, Jenny and I kissed dating goodbye, quote unquote. That was a book. I just quoted the name of the book. It's actually, I kissed dating goodbye and I quoted it. <laughs> I air quoted it. Anyway, uh, it, uh, it was this whole, There's a in college, called- it was this whole push for courting and for doing, for, you know, um, that behind courting, there's an intention to get to know the person and get to know the person's family and not just try to get some ass. Like there is something more than, you know, a physical attraction here that there is that I, what I'm looking for is partnership. What I'm looking for is workability, what I'm chemistry. And that would be a, you would approach that differently than you would if you were just playing the field. Yeah. And I think what a lot of people do with goals in business and their professional life is they play the field for a quick win. They play the field for a payment, a paycheck, a, a commission, a, a get rich quick, a mm-hmm. let's get there sooner that, rather than later. And the problem with that is, is that the minute it doesn't fulfill you, your commitment dies because you were never committed to the whole thing. You were only committed to the outcome. And even if you get it, there's no more commitment there. Cause it was just, you right? know, that's why you're left with, is this all there is. Right. Versus, yeah, you know, uh, a real part, uh, you know, that partnership. Yeah. And I suppose people get that way in their marriage. I suppose, you know, marriages die when the future that it either right. was fulfilled or people get resigned that it's never going to get fulfilled. Right. It's not going to get fulfilled with this person, right? you know, or it was fulfilled and we're moving on to something else because this actually, you know, was sure. not a lifetime thought it was going to take a lifetime to fulfill this and it didn't take a lifetime to fulfill this. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a, you know, integrous way to resolve a a marriage is that there is no, this, I'm either no longer committed to this future or uh, I'm not willing to do what it takes to fulfill that future or that future was fulfilled. Well, and I think that just comes back to agency though, because now you're, now we're talking about you making choices consciously because it's what you choose and not because you're fed up with it or not because right. you had some of, emotional. De- yeah. De- and I think the breakdown in society and the breakdown in change and the breakdown in leadership and the breakdown in the industry, all that is, is the lack of inquiry, the unwillingness to inquire about what do I really want to inquire? What am I here for to make a choice of what you yeah. say you're here for? And so what we end up with is a, a, less integrous, a less structural makeup of people taking action in the world, like people taking action for goals and rah-rah because that's what everybody else is doing rather than the agency to say, this is what my life is for. I have a commitment. I'm going to court that commitment and I will make the choice every day from here till the day I die about whether this is still the right path. Hmm. But people don't have to show their work and people don't think that way. And so I peep out a gross generalization, but I, I'm trying to expose yeah. the problem here, right? Like that the problem is uh, this is why we click on clickbait because we don't, we haven't thought about it for ourselves and it's just easier for somebody else to tell us the headline right. and then go try to sell that. Whether it's about chain, whether it's about a house price and a, mar- a real estate market, or it's about, the political future of our country, or it's about, you know, uh, the education system, whatever it is that, that somebody else who we, we deem smarter than ourselves has Mm -hmm. found the answer. And then we just through the ethos of it, buy into the answer that they gave. And we don't think for ourselves, there is no inquiry. 
Yeah, that's right. And, and, you know, I mean, we are all wired to go for the easy answer and uh, free leads and, you know, no cold calling (laughs) all the, you know, the five to 10 clients fill your pipeline guaranteed, you know, all the bullshit, you know, yeah. Pain points, benefits. Yeah. And it's, none of it really is. It doesn't speak to the soul of who someone is. And Uh, what? Well, I, I just, I mean, I'm seeing how, as a society, as a culture, we're now, we're, we've been played so many times. We go back to dating analogy. We've been played so many times by those trying to get a result for themselves that collectively now we're wising up to the game. And so this is why I think uh, people are now looking for your process of inquiry, because if you just tell me what I want to hear, I've heard that before. And so I, I think, I think the consumers wising up. I think just humans as in general are wising up. And I think if you as a person who sells something doesn't start to develop your process of inquiry, people are going to take note that you're pitching a line because you don't know how to show your work. <clears throat> I'm, I am, I'm more careful now about who I let into my world. And I ask better questions than I used to because I've been sold so many times. Yeah. I want to know, can you think for yourself? And do I believe in your conviction for how you got to your answer? And I'll bet on that. I don't have the answer, but I'll bet on you. If you can show me how you got to your answer. Yeah. And, and how you got to the answer is a, path that i recognize as you know it's a log it's it's a logical path um you know it makes sense to me i hear it as a path and you take the time to have me see how you you know understand the math you did the calculus that was done here and that um, can by the side side note i just that not to get hung up on words that can be an emotional calculus that can it doesn't have to be yeah data for me right. i'm not a data guy but i for sure as hell will show you how i got to my answer emotionally yeah well i mean i think and and the willingness to hang out let's just go back to that for a second the willingness to hang out while you do i think one of the things that this community chris that we're building here is useful for the utility useful for is to be able to sort out mm-hmm your own math. Yeah. You know, for you to be able to articulate your own math in a environment that pulls for, and is not demanding you come up with the answer right away Mm -hmm. and is willing to listen while you struggle through the problem for yourself to articulate it, solve it. Yeah. You know, create whatever's next there. Um, you know, it was a really important aspect of this. You know, we just sort of, I just for myself sorted out a lot in this dialogue. You know, one of the things I really, pre- whether <laughs> the three people that ever listened to this ever join the community, you know, we do this, I do this because I love the opportunity to, to see where thoughts go. Yep. You know, I, there's a, um, you ever read uh, uh, Harold and the Purple Crayon? <laughs> yeah uh-huh. right it feels like that hmm. like we're just, 
well, we're just taking a walk. We're just taking a walk with a crayon and seeing what happens. You know, Harold goes for a walk, takes a purple crayon and goes for a walk. And then there's a city. And then there's, you know, mm-hmm. he just builds whatever there is mm-hmm. to build when he's there. And uh, mm, I love that. You know, and that's very, uh, and there's a, you know, there's a freedom in that to be magic. able to just magic in that, just to be able to go for a walk and mm-hmm. see what gets built with it. And I think yeah. very much that's, yeah. I'd, I'd like the community that we're building to have that yeah. aspiration that they come yeah. on a weekly basis and there's, and we go for a walk and we see what gets built and yeah. there's no other expectation than it was a good walk. And maybe something gets built that you can take with you and maybe something gets built that, you know, you can. Yeah. Right. Right. Let rattle around until something new shows up. That's why I like, uh, I like these conversations for that reason too, because there is a outside of a space like this for a conversation like this, the world is moving too fast to inquire. It just doesn't, it doesn't have time to sit still to inquire. And so it's become more important for me to find and create spaces that allow for that. And and what I know is, and I have to know it like to the, to the point that there's a certainty about it is that, that, Spaces like this, the, this repurposed community you and I are, are creating mm-hmm. is for people who also value that because otherwise it doesn't work. Like it, and, and that always gives me confidence in the moment of like, because at some point I'm like, do people really want this? And then my answer is those who are wired like me do. Right. Those people, agents like us do things like this. Humans like us do things like this. Yeah. Like, the, yeah, there is. Yeah. I can't believe we're the only two. Right. No. Right. Yeah. And that I, I, you know, because I know a couple of weeks ago I was beginning to feel like it's funny. I I, I haven't put it in these terms, but just the Harold and the Purple Crayon thing gave me, you know, when I was in art school. Mm. Um, mm. I didn't know you were in art school. I, I don't. I, that's my degree wow. is in art, fine art. Wow. Wow. And um, uh, and you can see how much I do with it. Um, <laughs> uh. I used to, uh, there was a real I used to have a real problem with my teacher you know one of my one of my teachers who I still battle with in my head I just actually recently looked her up and found out she passed away hmm. um just brilliant woman Jan Groover and I uh, I used to be like there's so many fucking problems in the world why am I sitting here making art that it's like mental masturbation this is mm-hmm. just just for my own amusement right mm. Um, which is, you know, like sort of a, um, I mean, I can get it as a 20 year old kind of conversation now as a 60 year old, almost 60 year old guy, I can really, you know, the purpose of art is a whole different conversation and Mm -hmm. the the importance of having Mm -hmm. art of all kinds is a whole different, I have a different appreciation. It's at 59 than I did at 21. Yeah. Um, but I know a couple of weeks ago I was having that sort of vibe at it. I didn't put it in that language, but I was like, okay, are we just, you know, mm-hmm. playing with each other here? Is this, is it going anywhere? What's the purpose of this? What's the outcome here? What's the, what's the deal? I had that sort of experience and, um, you know, and then after this conversation now, I'm like, Oh, we're making art. We're seeing where it goes. We don't actually, you know, have anything other than the commitment that you and I together. And really what I, you know, the thing that's, if we're married, right. Or what's yep. the marriage part of this is 
something good's going to happen. Something good happens when people are, have the freedom mm. to inquire. Mm. And that's, if we didn't have anything else to, to lean on, it'd be like good shit happens when you have the space to inquire mm. and, mm. you know, just stand there and see, you know, it's really good. What kind of good shit happens. Wow. Um, all right. Well, I think that's a good I've, wrap. Good place to tie up. No. Well, I just, <laughs> I just, I mean, I, I just made me think about how my most, the times I feel most connected to my wife are the times when there is no agenda. Yeah, totally. It's not, there's no goal. There's no checklist. It's that there was space to hear what the other's learning and to have a, a meaningful convert. Like, you know, and I, if, if, if what we all really want in life is to have a life full of meaning to go back to Viktor Frankl, like, you know, uh, it, to search for meaning, to find meaning in our profession, to find meaning in our work, our goals, our vision, then, uh, you know, that meaning, the meaningfulness shows up in the space between the goals and the to-dos and the things. If you could give yourself space, you could find meaning. And I think that's why communities are the future. I think, you know, and I'm sure that it's the future and you should all bet on that it's the future <laughs> because, uh, I mean, but it's what I built my commitment on my commitment and I'm organizing my life in that for that very thing. I'm courting this vision of community because I believe what we want instinctively as humans is to feel connected, to feel seen, to have space to inquire. And what we've been caught up in for quite a while is the dating scene of and the force field of business, the, the dating scene of business, the 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 things that everybody is doing to try to get ahead. And we're all kind of feeling um, a little shallowed out by that right now. Yeah. We're looking for something deeper. And I think there that's available, but professionally it's going to come from not a to-do list, but a space to inquire, which is kind of, I think the point of this whole episode. So now we can wrap. All right. Great. <laughs> I, I, I want to have the last word. Let me have the last word. I'm just. You, you. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. No, I, I, um, I really do feel like what you and I do here is just a, um, a, a, a an example of what we do collectively in a community when we can yeah, I, work I, it I, out. That's how Jeff said it last week, I think, was working out. Yeah. All right, good. Know. Well, let's, let's stop this okay. and, and, and have that be the prompt for next week. Although uh, I don't remember what – I think next week we're up. But anyway, oh, for the yeah. next episode – is oh and i think don't we have guests next time right perfect so then that's you know is um you know what would it look like for us to provide a space of inquiry for our communities for our clients for our communities what if we were the space the clearinghouse the the clearing in which my books just fell off the table Hmm. um you know for people to inquire you know more inquiry less certainty like that All right, Mm, let's jam on that next time. All right, cool. Thanks, Aaron.